Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 117 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. Joe, today we're going to continue our 2021 team previews. This time we're finally hitting some Asian teams with Chengdu Hunters, New York Excelsior, Guangzhou Charge, and Philadelphia Fusion. So stick around to later in the episode to hear those. Um, Going to be some good seat. There's some really good teams in Asia this year. Um, So that'll be exciting. But Joe, to kick us off, the LA Valiant have finally signed a roster. We've had to push back and wait on the, our LA Valiant preview for a while now. We finally, we're going to be safe, Joe. They, they have a roster before the season starts, thank God. Um, but if you haven't seen it, it's a full Chinese roster um, with a bunch of weird <laughs> inconsistencies and um, yeah, crystals on the team as well. Um, it's a mess. It's a real mess. <laughs> Um, including, I think, um, an, an off-tank player who's who has now turned into a support. It's a mess, Joe. It really is. Right? Yeah, it's... <laughs> um, you know, obviously, it's not, not too different from what we expected uh, based on some of the, you know, rumors and stuff that we're, we were hearing about. But, yeah, it's... Um, um, you, you know, for anybody who had any kind of expectations um, uh, about this announcement, um, number one, you know, where have you been for the past couple of months? But also, um, I can't imagine it was um, uh, it lived up very well to those expectations, as far as that goes. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, they the roster just don't, so you take a look first at the two supports you have. Um, Waya, who, who was on the Guangzhou Charge last year, um, originally an off-tank player, did switch to support, and will be playing support for them. And then you got um, Higby, who is listed as their other support player, but has no history of playing support at all. In fact, Signature Heroes, he's an off-tank player. He plays D.Va, Zarya, Sigma. Yeah, no, just just a weird situation there. You got um, Snowchung, who apparently is mainly a DPS player, but also can play off tank and is listed as a tank. Um, NVM, uh, a main tank, that's normal. <laughs> Same with Silver 3. Um, yeah, it's, it's real interesting. You even got Mo Lanren, who is listed as for them um a dps player um but can also play diva and brigitte <laughs> which is a support and te- it's it's a weird roster here joe and it's a roster of people i have never heard of besides crystal and, and Waya. so yeah this is just such a weird situation obviously um yeah this is <laughs> It's a roster, Joe, and I I think everyone is already... The expectations for this team is it might rival the Shanghai Dragons' 0-40 year. Uh, obviously, can't be 0-40 again, but... And yeah, I, the, not, not for lack of trying at this point. <laughs> um, yeah. Which, yeah, it's just super unfortunate. I mean, you know, we, we've ranted about this um, 
organization in the past already, but um, yeah, I can't see I can't see the kind of success. And obviously, we'll be talking about this team, um, I guess, doing our official preview um, in two weeks from now. But um, yeah, I, I can't see um, the kind of success that would please um, <laughs> LA Valiant fans, let alone anybody else. Um, they have fans. And- yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You know, particularly if they're still around. Um, yeah, it's 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 a mess. Yeah, uh, so disappointing. Just such a disappointing situation. Not only for, I mean, I'm not even an LA Valley fan. I'm disappointed. I would like a fully competitive league. Obviously, everyone would. Um, but one team is just not trying. Um, so, yep, that's not fun. Um, Next, New York Excelsior and Guangzhou Charge had an open scrim, and I'm going to be honest, I didn't even know they did until Joe mentioned it to me right before this podcast. That's right. I I missed this completely. Joe went back and watched a little bit of it, so we both basically missed this. Um, we don't know what happened. Maybe that's why I've been seeing a bunch of posts on my on my Reddit feed recently about how how everyone thinks New York Excelsior is being underrated and stuff. So I guess maybe they look good is my guess, but <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it may well be. They played um, um, s- several maps of, of open scrim and um, streamed at least on the New York YouTube channel. Um, but of course that, um, uh, that stream was all in Korean. So, <laughs> uh, this is, so you can go watch a, watch a, you know, um, Korean casted, um, uh, so, you know, scrim just watching the matches. I know, um, Custa, I think, went back and did sort of a, a, a watch along thing, uh, so you can get some, some Custa commentary potentially on a video for his channel. But, um, but, but yeah, it's interesting to see at the very least, um, these teams that again, we haven't, um, this is the first, first time we've seen them in any kind of context, um, with this new, um, uh, new rosters for this new season oh yeah um definitely want to go back and check that out now it literally didn't even know what happened but uh especially with some of the asian rosters we haven't gotten to see these guys especially new york uh which is a team that i am still up in the air on i still don't know whether or not this roster is going to be good i guess i'm gonna have to <laughs> decide today because we're previewing them but yeah um i i, I would love to see them in action uh, today, some great news for people who want some Overwatch League skins. The MVP and the championship skin, um, both out on the same day and available for the same time. So that's great. If you haven't seen the Roadhog San Francisco Shock championship skin, we've already talked about it on this podcast. Uh, it's been out there for a while now. It's amazing. That's now available. But today, revealed was the Good versus Evil Echo skin. And that is the MVP skin for Fleta. And that skin looks very cool. It's Fleta said that he wanted Echo, an Echo skin that mixed like an angel with a devil almost. Um, and it does look like that. It looks very cool. And Joe has already, you've already got your Roadhog skin before this? Is that what you said? Yeah, just uh, a few minutes before we started the show. Because yeah, both are, um, they decided to launch both at the same time. Um, 
Um, the, the, the Echo skin, honestly, I'm not super like blown away by. Like, I, I can understand why it's cool, and <laughs> um, but just like the design itself, I'm kind of I'm kind of neutral about it. Which is ironic, because it's a good versus evil, <laughs> and so there isn't much room for neutrality. But um, uh, as far as the design, I'm kind of kind of neutral on the design. Um, but I really do like the Roadhog one. We talked about that a couple shows ago. Um, so yeah, I bought that with my uh, my uh, Alien Zarya refund credits. Nice. Um, which I think you can still get that refund right until April something. So uh, April something, yeah. So you can still grab that um, if you want to be like Joe and and sort of trade it in for a new skin. Um, yeah, as far as like when I heard, like I watched the video before I saw the actual skin, and when I heard like what Fleta wanted, I was like, oh, I, I don't think that can look that good, like a devil and an angel. But I, with the concept, I think they did pretty good. Um, when you're mixing opposites into one skin, it's kind of weird. Usually skins are just one theme. Uh, but I think they did pretty good with, with the thing Fleta wanted. Um, but unfortunately, the worst news with this stuff is in the article, it says, don't miss out, as this is the last time a skin will be made for the Overwatch League MVP. Which sucks. That was one of the best parts about winning MVP, was getting your own skin. Um, I don't know why they're discontinuing that. If it's because of the Sinatra thing, like they don't want to have to give refunds again or or... I, or they just can't have devs spending time on this. Like, I don't know what it, what it's for, but I really wish they wouldn't stop this. To be honest, I, I think these skins are cool and it's cool yeah, to, have, the, to have a skin. Yeah. Sinatra was the only thing I can think of, um, which, which, yeah, that's this is super unfortunate reason for that to be. Um, uh, but yeah, it, at least with the the skins that are related to teams, um, like it is just it is the team rather than the individual, um, and so, so they can. It's not even like I don't know if I don't know if cover themselves is the right way to to talk about it, but uh, that they're able to um, have have that a little. Bit, it's a little bit more impersonal, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Um... I, maybe you combine the two concepts too. Um, I'm not sure how much say the shock had in this, in what the Roadhog looked like and stuff like that. But maybe you just have the team make it more personal for them. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, very unfortunate. Uh, all right. Up next is the Flash Ops Experimental Card Tournament. The experimental card is actually up now in game, so you can go play it yourself. But the actual tournament hosted by Overwatch League is going to be happening this weekend. I think a bunch of players and teams are are in it uh, from the Overwatch League. I know for a fact the Boston Uprising has three separate teams in it. One is the team staff, like the coaches and stuff like that. Then we have the players, um, and then a couple more of the players joining up with some players from another team. Um... So yeah, you can check us playing. Check out us playing. Um, I think a lot of other actual players are playing as well. And yeah, it should be a fun weekend. Experimental card tournament. Um, and I think that's broadcast on the Overwatch League channel, right? Uh, yeah, they're going to stream. Um, obviously, not every match, but they'll have um, one match during um, you know the 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 time period of playing. So yeah, Friday night and Saturday afternoon, and I think Sunday even a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
with um, some of the some of the death talent too. So yeah, it'll be cool. Yeah, should be fun. I mean, Torb's got two turrets. What else can you ask for? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Watch it. Should be fun. All right, that's all we got for the news this week's show. So let's jump into the season previews here. Um, of course, we've been doing this for a couple of weeks now, but if you haven't listened to the show before, we basically go through these four teams we have today. We t- we take a look at all their offseason moves. We discuss w- which players we want to watch this year. Um, if we think they can improve their team's performance this year from last year, and then we give them an overall offseason grade. We're going to start with the Chengdu Hunters here, Joe. Um, all right. The Chengdu Hunters this year um, in the offseason lost Aiting, Bacon Jack, Kayo, Alangsa, and Molly. Um, and Alangsa and Kayo specifically, I believe, got just dropped to their academy team, basically. As far as pickups go, they picked up Jimmy, Kaneki, Nisha, Gaga, and Farway, 1987. Um, keeping their full Chinese roster, basically. Um, like they always have been. Of course, they kept Leave, Jinmu, Among, Late Young, Elsa, Yvetel. At this point, like, yeah, those are the players you keep. Absolutely. Um, all right, Joe, any players you want to watch this year, whether it's a, an old Chengdu Hunter player you're looking for improvements or any of these new ones they picked up? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good question. I mean, this is, um, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on this as we talk about more of these Asian rosters. This, it's a big roster, uh, <laughs> so there's lots of lots of important places to look. Um, I've, I've heard lots of um, really good things. <laughs> Again, just falling right into my, my main tank focus. I, I don't know. Um, but I have heard lots of really good things uh, about Gaga um, in the main tank position, obviously. Um, uh, they're alongside Among, uh, who I'm sure will have probably a more specialized role. Although, um, you know, hey, we'll, we're seeing lots of wrecking ball, um, uh, you know, generally. So that's that's a good thing to see. Um, uh, and other than that, I think um, uh, Jimmy is probably my is probably another good pick. I, I know again, just heard um, good things about him, and he's got. Um, um, he's he's really got big names around him to try to um, uh, see how he fits in there. Uh, so that, that'll be definitely uh, definitely a spot to watch as well. Yep. Um, I mean, they got some t- Team CC players here. I think those are the ones I'm looking most forward to. Gaga and Farway. Um, Farway, 1987, both from Team CC. They were just the best contenders Chinese team last year, winning... Uh, the 2020 season one, getting second in season two, and then winning the gauntlet. So, yeah, uh, it looks like those players should should be good to look at. I've I've heard good things about Faraway as well and Gaga. Both me and Joe, of course, not Chinese contenders watchers. Not too many people are. So uh, hard for us to tell exactly who to watch here. Um, but yeah, I, I also am looking at leave to be honest too. Uh, of course, joining Chengdu last year, really hype from the world cup. Um, and I don't think particularly impressed a lot of people. I mean, he was still good, but I think if a lot of people expected him to take this league by storm, uh, I'm still looking at him to see if he can, if he can, uh, really do that this year, possibly. So yeah, this same Chengdu roster and. Uh, last year they went eight and fourteen overall and finished fourteenth. 
um, finishing sixth in the Asia region out of seven. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously Chengdu, it, it feels like it's always been tough for them, right, Joe? They've always been in a very tough division, whether it's like those just five Chinese um, slash Seoul Dynasty teams or this Asia division. It seems like they're pretty good against the NA teams. They just they they just can't beat um, the other Chinese team and and Seoul this year, Joe. Do you think um, the Chengdu Hunters can do better than that fourteenth uh, place overall, that eight and fourteen spot? Um, yeah, I mean that's the that's the question. It's um, it, it is a really interesting division um, uh, this season, not only with obviously the addition of um, Philly and the LA Valiant, but yeah, just trying to see um, all the different ways that um, um, th- that these rosters have changed and evolved. Um, uh, and yeah, I'm not sure that we're going to see Chengdu um, um, uh, stepping up towards the top, uh, which you know may not be uh, so shocking, but um, uh, and it's it's been a while since I I properly looked at my um, Asian power rankings, um, but I, I, I do um, um, we definitely I think would place them uh, sort of in the, in the bottom half of or you know the bottom four I guess of of these teams. Um, uh, you know I think they'll definitely have the, have the potential to be better than they were last season. Uh, I think that's that's not um, uh, not not too crazy to to suggest, but um, uh, but yeah, not not quite to the position where. Um, uh, where I put them in the top half of Asia. Yep, uh, I'm with you. I think this team just continues to be... Yeah, I, I think this team continues to be pro- towards the bottom half of the Asia division, but I think they're able to get that upset every once in a while or look really competitive every once in a while, which is what exactly what they did last year. It's exactly what they did in their first season. Um, Chengdu is just consistently that team who... You know, their overall record is not going to look good, but they, they're they still, as a unit, going to look good. Like, I feel like I always remember watching Chengdu and being like, dang, these, these guys are good. But then you look at their record and you're like, how? How is this team this 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 record? Um, and it's because they play their own style. They play their own distinct, unique style. And I think that makes them more entertaining to watch, but it doesn't necessarily work every time. I mean, even last year in the playoffs, the meta they were playing um it, it felt like the meta really fit them and their play style and they almost pulled off an upset against the new york excelsior to make it to um the actual playoffs instead of getting it just staying in the play-ins um but they ended up not being able to pull off the 3-2 victory yeah i think chung still going to be that team that can just pull off upsets and look really good in certain metas but they're just going to sort of hover towards the bottom still unfortunately um all right overall off-season grade for Chengdu Hunters Joe um obviously some players departing and bringing in some more Chinese talent do you think um this off-season was enough for them um excuse me uh yeah I mean based on the um the losses that they had the the changes they were able to pick up um I, I don't know how um uh, I, I don't know how significant uh, those those kind of, of changes can be. Again, in this um, Asian division, this can be pretty drastically different from the way um, 
the, the way we've seen it in the past. Um, uh, that, that I don't I don't know how much progress they've gained necessarily out of uh, out of this kind of um, off season. And it's, it's, yeah, because of that, um, it's 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 got to be like a you know B minus maybe. Um, I'm not super impressed. Obviously, uh, I think they're still going to have some some success, like I was talking about, but um, but not um, uh, not not incredibly amazing um, <laughs> on the scale of these of these uh, off seasons in the agent division. Yeah, I I think B minus is perfect, Joe. I, I agree. I think they kept the players they needed to keep. Didn't add like too impressive players or anything like that, so you can't go higher than a B minus here. But yeah, they, I think they're doing fine to stay at the level they're at, which you know obviously you don't want. But you know they might, and they might, they might cash out on some of these rookies, and they might look pretty good this year actually. So who knows? I think they, I don't think they made too many mistakes in the off season, but they didn't do anything. That is wowing me. So I think B minus is, is pretty good for them. That's a Chengdu Hunters. Let's move on to the New York Excelsior, who obviously I talked about earlier saying I have no clue um, what's going to happen with this team. This is a full rebuild this year. So they, I guess not full, but basically almost a full rebuild this year. Um, yep, that's right. They got rid of Animo, Libero, Mandu, Mono. Who are you? Bianca, Hotba, Nene, um, and Hoxel. All of them. Gone. They only kept Jonak um, on their roster here. So, yeah. Full full rebuild. Um, and I guess there was one more. Bianca, right? Bianca used to... Yes. Um, and Bianca, they dropped for a second and then brought him back, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jonak and Bianca. Um, besides those two, they added Yakpong Friday, Feather... Ivy, Flora, and Guangbung. Um, a lot of those players might sound familiar to you, right? Uh, you got like Ivy and Yakpung, who um, Yakpung was in the Overwatch League at one point on the Toronto Defiant uh, for a little bit there. Ivy on Philly Fusion last year uh, with Toronto Defiant even at some point. So yeah, and we got some familiar names here as well. Joe, uh, any players to watch here? Yeah, it was always um, a the uh, interesting decision um, uh, back in November when they they dropped um, a lot of this roster, um, and I guess even October a little bit before that. Um, but yeah, th th some of the pieces they've added now around um, <laughs> you can't even really call it the core. Right? They've added around Jonak um, uh, are def definitely good things. Um, uh, I liked Ivy for Philly, um, you know, for the to the extent that he was able to play, um, um, you know, on a, a team that was pretty stacked already. Um, um, Yakpang is a fine enough main tank. Um, I, I I don't know um, that that all these positions are upgrades, um, which I don't know if that was their goal even necessarily uh, with with you know deliberately dropping all these players that they had, but. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, definitely not a um, n not a bad off season. And so yeah, looking at um, players like Ivy, um, uh, Jonak, you, you know, clearly they they've decided that Jonak was um, worth hanging on to. So I, I definitely want to see um, um, what he's able to contribute to the team as well. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I think 
uh, I, honestly, my eyes are on Jonak because Jonak first season MVP season. I think he continued to be good the next season and and last season as well, uh, but not MVP caliber anymore, obviously. And it feel, but it feels like with this roster, he's gonna have to be MVP caliber again for this roster to go anywhere. If I'm gonna be honest, on paper, I like Ivy, but like, yeah, I just think. It's going to be a little bit of a struggle with Yakpung Bianca, our two players I've actually seen play a decent amount, both in Overwatch League. And I don't think either of them are anything too special, so I don't really like the tank line that much already. Um, and then you just got a bunch of unknowns, obviously, with a bunch of rookies. We don't know how they're going to perform in the Overwatch League. So, yeah, I think on paper this this team maybe doesn't look that great. I think the organization, though, has a very good history of, of doing well, obviously. So... Um, they got, um, they still got the same coach as last year and why not? Um, so it, it seems like the organization and the coaching might be able to do something with this roster. Uh, but on paper, I'm not too impressed with it, especially in comparison to last year. They were, they still were doing well last year. Uh, obviously each year they like dropped off a slight bit, uh, the New York Excelsior did, um, after season one just dominating in the regular season of course and then uh doing a little bit worse that in the second year and then last year they were seventh went 16 and eight um third in the asia standing so that's not bad right that's that's definitely not bad that's being being top seven is pretty good they ended up making playoffs and um looked like they possibly could have could have uh made that top two too honestly um and headed to the final four, but ended up not being able to do that, losing to Seoul. So, and getting third overall. Uh, Joe, do you think, I mean, brand new roster, do you think they can, do you think they just drop off another year here, or do are they able to do better than they did last year? Um, yeah, I think it's it's going to be hard for them to, uh, is the, is the, um, uh, most most succinct answer that I've got. Um, um, the uh, again, you know, regardless of the decision behind um, making some of these drops and making some of these pickups, um, you, you know, the fact that they've happened now, um, um, it, it, I can't imagine they're um, that they're intending to get the same kind of results um, um, this season as they have in the past. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't expect, uh, you know, and again. Uh, if you go go back and watch the scrim against Guangzhou, maybe they just completely dominated Guangzhou, and so that's, um, you, you know, that could be something in in that preseason scrim. But, um, uh, but, but yeah, I, I I don't anticipate that they're gonna um be able to find as much success this season as in the past. Um, um and again, I think that's, um, part of that is that Asia has stepped up a bit, but um, yeah, part of that is I think just New York has stepped down, um. Um, and and as I, I like to say, you know, I'm um, uh, delighted to invite them to, you know, prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's how that goes. I also think they've stepped down a bit. I yeah, I don't know. I they still did well last year, and it's going to be hard to to do as well as they did last year. To be honest, I know. I I guess I can combine my off season grade with this one. Actually, I, I think. New York saw a pattern and the pattern was okay we're not getting any better we're just getting slightly worse every year 
Um, so I think it's time for a rebuild. I think that makes complete sense. You're still you still had a pretty good team last year though, so it's, I don't think you're going to do better than that. I don't think you're going to do better than seventh overall, third in Asia. I especially don't think you can get third in Asia this year. Um, it's just going to be rough. It's going to be a rebuild though, and that's why my offseason grade. Um, with that in mind for the New York Excelsior, I think is an A minus. I know they got rid of their core, they got rid of their entire team, but I agree with what they're doing. I, I, even when they were at their peak, they they couldn't make the championship with this team. They couldn't win playoffs with this team. And at that point, if you're getting worse and worse every year, just slight finishing slightly worse every year, it's like okay, we kind of just have to scrap it. We're not going to win a championship with this team. Um, and even when they're adding throughout the years, they're adding Haxel, they're adding these players from all over just to try to improve their team slightly but it's not working it's just time to rebuild at this point i think they've got a nice core to rebuild i'm gonna give them an a minus on the offseason i think they made a good decision here to to rebuild and look towards the future of of this team and trying to actually win a championship instead of just like slightly de-ranking each year how about you joe what do you got for an offseason grade for the nyxl well, uh, you've you've convinced me a little bit <laughs> with your, <laughs> your your with your case there, um, enough to give a B at least I think. Um, uh, for me, um, I'm not. Um, well, I don't know if that's how I'd start that sentence, but I think they definitely could have um, gone a little bit more aggressive with with the rebuilding. I think uh, it's going to be a good team. It's going to be a cohesive team, um, and um, I'm sure we'll see that um, uh, in that Guangzhou scrim, for for instance. But um, um, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully in these these first few matches, uh, they're playing Chengdu, they're playing Hangzhou. Um, that we'll be able to see some of the um, results of uh, that kind of philosophy that that hopefully they did indeed. Um, um, you know, hopefully that they're that they're actually using. Yeah. Um. Trust me. If this if the off season grade was just for this year, it definitely wouldn't be an A minus. But I, I I'm taking into account the future here. Um. And I think this is the right choice at least. And maybe they aren't the right players either. I I can agree with that too. But I I think they're making the right choices. Um. Uh, but let's move on to Guangzhou Charge here, the team they played in that scrim, who we also didn't get to see. And the thing is with the scrim too, honestly, this Guangzhou team is pretty pretty different as well. Um, they dropped a good amount of players and some of their best players. Let's be honest here. Uh, they dropped Happy, Nero, Shu, Wyan, um, Crystal, and Chara. So yeah, th- those are some good players there, including Chara, who they considered their captain. Shu, who's a fan- fantastic support player. Nero and Happy, who are two of their top DPS players. Uh, they kept Eileen, they kept Rio and Krong, um, and then they added Kariv, Mandu, um, M- MYK Lee, Choi Suhuan, and Jihoon. All right, um, so we got we got basically a rebuild here for the Guangzhou Charge, I would call it, because they got rid of basically their core, right, Joe? Um, any players to watch out of these new this new Guangzhou Charge team? Um. Yeah, this um, this roster, as we'll 
as we'll get into it, I'm um, uh, you'll discover this is the the roster I'm I'm most positive about out of the four we're talking about today. Um, yeah, Guangzhou has always been sort of uh, quietly good, um, <laughs> just um, in terms of um, the, not get not getting a lot of flashy press outside of you know, some of the the big names like Happy or Shu. Um, um, but putting out consistent results, and I, I don't think that's um, going to change a lot, which is which is awesome to see. Um, I want to see. Uh, I want to see that Kariv is not uh, washed up. I want to see that um, some of their their new DPS additions, um, like Mikey Lee, like Choi Sewan, are worth uh, the loss of Nero and Happy. Um, uh, those are those maybe my two of, two of my bigger focuses here. But um, but yeah, absolutely, I like um, uh, it, uh, changing stuff up. But I like the direction that they're thinking about. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's about those three players, Happy Nero Shu, um, that they're replacing here, and even Chara to to an extent. Um, I think it's about replacing those four players, and can Kariv still perform as well as Shu? I think he's had seasons where people definitely think he's better than Shu, um, but Shu has been, I would say, better as of late, especially last year. Obviously, Kariv wasn't in the best situation. Can these rookies, MYK, Choice Awan, Compared to what Happy and Nero brought to this team, I know Eileen can. I think Eileen's a great TPS player as well. But it's up to these rookies here, obviously. Um, and yeah, it's just gonna be it's gonna be an interesting year for Guangzhou Church. Obviously, keeping your tank duo is great. I think Krong is obviously one of the best players, uh, best off tank players. So great keeping Krong, fantastic. And it feels like it might be a coin flip here. It's it's really going to depend on Kariv, honestly. I really think it's going to depend on which one shows up. Uh, at times, he's one of the best supports. At other times, he's, you know, he hasn't been much special. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. I think Guangzhou Charge finished fifth last year. They looked great. Um, did they got eighteen and seven? They went eighteen and seven. I think they even won um, one of the tournaments. Right? They won the summer showdown, I believe. Yes. Um, and yeah, they ended up not. They ended up placing fourth, I think, in the overall playoffs. Couldn't, not a great meta for them at all. I think they just lost two and they were gone. So, yeah, unfortunate there. Uh, but yeah, do you think they can do better than that? I mean, that's a pretty high ceiling right there. Fifth and eighteen and seven for a team that basically ro- wiped a bunch of the good parts of their roster here. Joe, can they, can they duplicate or do better than that performance? Um, yeah, it's, um, I'll just come out and say I, I may not have, um, decided exactly on the order yet, but I believe the four teams we discussed today, um, are the four teams in the bottom half of my Asian, of my Asian standings. Um, and this is, so you can sort of, uh, by process of elimination, figure out probably where I've got Guangzhou. <laughs> um, and I haven't, I haven't decided, um, completely either, but. Um, but yeah, you know, being the best team we've talked about today, um, uh, I'm not convinced it's going to be enough um, to, in in Asia broadly. Um, um, yeah. So so that being said, it's uh, it definitely sort of a middle of the pack team um, um, compared to the other teams in their in their region. 
Um, and as far as better than last year, um, they're, they're definitely going to have to step up a little bit uh, in order to do that, uh, and particularly uh, some of these new uh, new players and, and new additions. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. I I don't think they'll do as good as last year. I, now you got the fusion and joining um, this East division here. You got Shanghai Dragons still looking amazing. Soul Dynasty hopefully will actually do well in the regular season. And uh, Hangzhou, of course, looking at it's, it's going to be tough. It will be tough for the Guangzhou Charge to to get second again in this division and fifth overall with these players. I think it's possible. I think their peak could reach that, but I'm going to say they, they won't be able to reach it. I'm going to say this team is um, probably not going to do as well as fifth again, uh, but I still think they'll have a good year. Uh, overall, give me an off season grade for the Guangzhou charge and all their changes. Um, let's see. I gave, New York a B, Chengdu got a B minus. Um, uh, it's maybe closer to New York, I think, than than Chengdu, but um, uh, yeah. So, so I guess a B, um, but uh, yeah. So not not um a B with with super fancy emphasis or anything. Yeah. I yeah I'll go B minus. I, I still think some of these uh, some of these were keeps. I think Shu Nero happy. Some of these are keeps for sure. Um, I think Chara wanted to be a coach, so yeah, that's that's a no go. But uh, yeah, some of these are keeps <laughs> for sure. You got to you got to keep some of these players here. Um, but besides that, I think I don't know. I still think they're gonna gonna compete, but I don't. Like I said, I think it's going to be a worse year, which stinks. And I don't know. We'll see how good these rookies are. These rookies are good, which they only have three. And I guess some of them technically aren't rookies. Like some of them were on the Spitfire. And yeah, but it's it's going to be interesting to see if they can still compete with the top. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go B minus here. I think definitely could have been a better offseason for the charge, but still not the worst. Yes. And I want to uh, put out a disclaimer before we get to our next team. Because, um, like, 90 seconds ago, I said that Guangzhou was going to be the best team that we talked about today. Um, and I thought our fourth team was the LA Valiant, but it is not. <laughs> um, so I, I want to retract that statement <laughs> that I made. <laughs> um, Makes sense. As we're now talking about the Philly Fusion. I literally assumed that the last team was the LA Valiant because you also said they were the bottom four teams. And I was like, oh, we, must, <laughs> we must be talking about LA Valiant then. Uh, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it is the Philly Fusion, I guess. We're talking about the Philly Fusion next. Um, their offseason was, was also pretty interesting. I think they got rid of some players that did pretty well for this team, obviously. Um, first, I got rid of Boombox Chipsa. Um, Two players I don't think anyone was surprised to see them get rid of, but they also got rid of Sato, Fury, Ivy, and Hisu, who I think were four players who did pretty well for this team last year, for sure. Um, to replace them, they have added uh, Mono, Shockwave, and Rascal, who are also three pretty good players. So, you know, it's 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 not four good players, but it is three good players. Um, Joe. Give me some players to watch this year for the Philadelphia Fusion. 
Yeah, it's uh, it was definitely a, a a roller coaster of an off season um, for this team uh, with some really big losses um, that are now really big assets for other really big teams in the league, um, um, and and a little bit of trimming I think um, uh, on the part of Philly. Um, and granted, a couple I assume pretty expensive pickups, but. Um, uh, like for example, mono um, mono versus Sato. I would have taken Sato last season, I think, uh, and, and that's <laughs> kind of controversial, I suppose. And it's coming from a Philly fan, but um, uh, but mono's definitely gotta gotta step up um, in in the main tank role um, for this team. And you know, we talked about mono poco as a sort of odd um, uh, tank combination. I think that's it's one of the uh, one of the question marks about this roster, um, in particular, is the tank line. Uh, but but definitely some focus there. Um, uh, and then, th but then the DPS. I just want to watch. I just, <laughs> just want to watch for the sake of entertainment and to see uh, how Carpe and Shockwave and Rascal and EQO are able to just wreck phase because I think they will. Um, and I just want to see how you know creative they can get with with the face wreckage. <laughs> yeah, I, this is definitely the strength of their team, this DPS line. My eyes are going to be on that mono-poco tank line, especially Poco. Like, this is the make-or-break part of this team. It is, like, on paper, the definite downgrade is the tank line. Like, everyone is saying, it, like, Sato Fury is better than mono-poco. And I would agree with that. So my eyes are on these two. My eyes are on... Poco, who has been on this team since the start, and I think he's been pretty consistent as of late, not as consistent. Definitely not consistent enough to be a starter in my eyes on a team, but he's going to have to this year. So my eyes are on these two. Mono, I think, doesn't have as high as high, high of highs as Sato did, but I think he is a more consistent main tank player here. I just don't think he like reaches the heights of what Sato did and the flashiness and um big playness of that Sato had at times. Um, but I think he's still a consistent main tank player. So my eyes are on this tank line. They're going to have to step up. They're gonna have to look better than I think they're going to be if the Philly Fusion want to reach the heights they did last year. Um Alright. Last year, speaking of last year, the Philly Fusion did pretty damn good. They went twenty-four and two, um, second overall and first overall in North America um, over the San Francisco Shock who went 25 and three. So they, yeah, it still confuses me. Um, I guess that's, <laughs> I, I don't know, but yeah, Philly fusion, one of the best years ever, obviously extremely dis disappointing playoffs though. They're at the end and they were never able to actually pick up one of the tournaments. They got second in the summer showdown, got second in the countdown cup, got um, second in the overall season. Yeah. They just, it's it's a curse, right, Joe? It's a curse. Um, I guess my question for you is they obviously had a fantastic regular season. Can they do better than that regular season? And then can they also do better than every playoff performance they've ever had, every tournament performance they've ever had with this roster, Joe? Yeah, it's going to be... Um super interesting <laughs> to watch this team particularly you know just really early season to see see how they're able to um step out into this um it's it's worth mentioning too they got a new coach uh obviously formerly from 
Paris, I think. If okay. I had to, um, if I formally, uh, I, I think yeah, formally from he Paris. Was most recently from Paris. Paris, he was Paris's um, manager, not coach. Um, oh, okay. And formerly coach of the San Francisco Shock as well. Okay, well there you go. Uh, coach Nine K is who we're talking about, I assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's who I was talking about. <laughs> yes, that is who I'm talking about. Um, uh, so, so that's worth mentioning too, obviously. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's. Uh, I I think uh, this is definitely a good team, and definitely just on like their talents. Um, I'm feeling good about them. Um, and and compared to to teams like Shanghai, compared to teams like Seoul, I I don't know. Um, I I don't know how this is gonna go. I I, I can almost say, um, it, you know, we sort of danced around it here in our analysis that like this off season was almost a regression for this team, which which I really hate to say. Um. Um and and I feel like that's gonna that has the potential really to hurt them. Um and again I'm a Philly fan so I might be more uh, um um I might be more aggressive in my critique uh, were I not a fan but um uh yeah definitely a top half team I I don't think there's any question about that um. Um, but but I, I I do see them really having to fight for that um, against against some of these really uh, big teams that we'll talk about in in two weeks uh, to round out this Asia division. Oh yeah, uh, it's gonna. I think they're. I think they do worse, Joe. It's hard. It's hard not to do worse when you were almost the best last year. But I think they do a little worse, but not that much. I still think this team is good. I just think I think they still do a little worse. Unfortunately, they just lost their depth. That's the biggest thing for me. They they had a lot of depth last year, um, and they they lost it this year, unfortunately. And you know, losing four big pieces and only getting three back, it will hurt you a little bit at least. But still, a good roster, in my opinion. If you had to give an offseason grade for the Philadelphia Fusion, what would it be, Joe? <sighs> That's the question, isn't it? <laughs> um. I should have been thinking about this because it's it's a really hard one for me. Um, that I think it, it's it's somebody, some team had to get Rascal. Um, I'm glad I'm glad it was Philly. Um, some team presumably was going to get Shockwave. I'm glad it was Philly. Um, and then they gave up Fury and they gave up Sato and they gave up Ivy. Well, you know, and presumably got money for him, but. Um, and Hisu even, I think, is going to make a big, uh, big difference for Toronto. Um, that, that it's it's rough. <laughs> um, uh, I am going to be nice um, and give them only my my lowest rating of the day, which I also gave to to Chengdu and and say it's a B minus. Um, but like it's a B minus with a frowny face. <laughs> <laughs> it's my grade uh, for this for this off season. It was. Um, uh, I'm not happy about it, uh, but um, they definitely have the potential to to stay in this. I think. Oh yeah, um, I'm just gonna go through all their like different roles here um, to decide my grade. I think alarm, funny Astro they kept, which is arguably the best support line in the entire league. 
Um, a lot of people think it it is literally the best. Um, I tend to agree. So that's a good move from them. We go to the tank line. I mentioned it earlier. I think it's a clear downgrade on paper. They unfortunately lost Fury and Sada, who I think who I think were great. They kept Poco, who I liked better as a utility guy who would come in on certain roles and certain heroes. As a starter, I don't like him as much. Then you got the DPS. They kept Carpe and EQO, who both play pretty pretty big roles at certain points in the year for this team. Um, and then their additions were Shockwave and Rascal losing Ivy and Hisu. I still think it's an upgrade. Um, I, I do think it's an upgrade from D, DPS. I think Hisu is one that you probably wanted to keep, but you end up getting Shockwave, who's also a very young and good DPS player, and you get Rascal, who is extremely good DPS player. I think better than both Hisu and Ivy for sure. So... I think in the end, they did upgrade their DPS. So in the end, like, they downgraded tank, but they upgraded DPS, and they kept the support the same. So it, it like, all evens out. I'll give them a B, Joe. It, it kind of was a roller coaster off season. They downgraded some areas. They upgraded some areas. It, it, overall, they're a little bit worse, but I'll, I'll give them a B. I'll, I'll give them a solid B here. Whew. But, yeah, we... we, we previewed four teams here now we're getting closer to the season we're like three weeks away now i think it's exciting but yeah anything else to say before we sign off here joe um yeah it's, it's good to to jump into some of these asian teams we've been um, um in north america for several weeks now obviously um but yeah your, your scans are open um i think the the pachimarchi event just ended today um, so it's too late to go get that Roadhog skin, but uh, you can get the the Midas one instead. Yeah, lots of good red Roadhog skins this uh, month. Um, but yeah, this is this was another good episode. I'm excited to continue to preview our Asian division. It's going to be a very close one this year. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on our Twitters. Uh, mine's at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I-N-C. Show has a Twitter. It's at On The Flank Show. You listen to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, you can go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, go watch the Experimental uh, Card Tournament this weekend. <laughs>